Hey folks, Brad here for the Maritime Paintball Podcast, and it's that time again. This week we discussed the Mirabelle Impact Paintball League that was kicking off this weekend and break down the prizes and play formats. Quickly touch on the idea of a homemade paintball mortar and why it's probably a wonderfully terrible idea. Shout out to my boy Nightmare for finally getting to play paintball after 400 plus days of celibacy and gracing us with a beautiful shot of him getting domed. The show then breaks down for a moment about a terrible toy idea. And we discuss why some folks believe speedball might be a toxic form of paintball and that refs are really not supposed to be your friends. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review, preferably a five-star one, but whatever you think we deserve is great on whatever app you're using to listen. It really does help a lot. You can also reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram at Maritime Paintball Podcast. Now, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 294 of the Maritime Paintball Podcast. My name is Brad O'Dell, and I need a new nickname, and I'm with... The Immortal, Thomas Castle. Love it. It rolls off the tongue so well. I need a nickname. I used to have one. I don't like it. I want a new I one. I mean, yeah, everybody just calls you Ginger or Ginge. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just lazy that, casting that at this point. That guy with the podcast. The guy with the podcast. I got called that the other day. That was fun. That's kind of, that, that's actually cool as hell. Yeah, yeah I was at Cap City. This kid came out. I mean, I call him a kid. He was probably like 19, whatever. Um, and he wanted to, he's like, hey, you got, you that guy with that podcast? And I'm like, sure am, bud. <laughs> That's right. I am. I'm above oh, the age of 30 years old. In, right? in this day and age, I definitely have a podcast. But yeah. ours is superior, and that's what makes everybody come back and listen to you. Exactly. Well, I, I like the thing. So, also, Alexander Cameron's birthday is on Saturday, so birthday drinks. Cheers. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, fella. Allow me to obnoxiously drink into the microphone. Um, Christopher Struck, what's happening, bud? You're always, you're always first uh, out of the gate there. Bring back the hooligan name. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Hooligan. Hooligan. I I, I like that. Were you were you a paintball hooligan? Like were you? I, a little bit. I don't know if I I'd was... want to associate myself as a soccer hooligan right now. I don't know how. Well, that's kind of yeah. Like the hooligan thing. Uh, I mean, the hooligan thing kind of works though. It it's it's very like shit disturber on the field. Um, oh, oh, so that's what we do. Audio is very quiet. Mm. Let's do a sound check. Are you talking to your mic there, uh, Tom? So tell me about your day today. Anything. Right. I want to hear about it. Everybody, anybody in the chat, tell me about your day. It's Friday. It's going to be a... We're, we have a beautiful week coming up next week. It's going to be oh, some sexiness. Be we're going on an adventure. They don't take me places for a reason because I'm generally a nuisance. A hooligan. Uh, Better? My, okay, so the, the output on on my end is full. It's full output. So if it's, if it's very quiet, I'm not sure why. Uh, if I increase it any more, we're going to start to get crackle. Nobody wants snap crackles or pops. Nope. I've got, <laughs> I got a, nothing. I got a message on Facebook from Christopher Struck. Bring back the hooligan. I think Chris really wants me to bring back hooligan. Mm. Maybe we will. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. We'll workshop it. We'll yeah, we we'll can, workshop it. It, it. it can't be forced. It, it has to be at least somewhat natural. I don't do those things uh, well, so. <laughs> Barney's just like, Alex, your phone sucks. Um, okay, so tonight's show. Tonight's show. What did we have? We got lined up. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, we're going to talk about a mortar round. Literally a mortar round that popped up very briefly on, on Facebook, and I just want to talk about it because I thought it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. Both an amazing and ridiculously bad idea, all in the same uh, same thing. The Mirabelle Impact Paintball League is this weekend. I want to just give everyone a rundown on that. If you're not familiar with it, you know, if you're not in Quebec, because I had to decipher a whole lot of French to figure it out. Uh, we're going to talk about a quick little picture of the week. Excuse me, this alcoholic beverages probably a bad idea yeah 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 that's okay it, it it looks like it's delicious it it's um i forgot that this particular one gives me heartburn so now i'm a little i'm a little uncomfortable uh and then we're going to discuss we're going to get into the discussion of speedball versus recreation 
and a, a neat little conversation that was had last weekend. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into that, and I want everyone's opinion on that. So first and foremost, let's talk about let's get the quick stuff out of the way. Let's talk about the the interesting um, mortar round that popped up. So there's a, there's a photo for you guys to look at, and this thing is literally a 3D printed mortar round um, with what looks to be a water balloon on top. So, um, this is some silly shit. It's, yeah, it's some silly shit. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but uh, I'm, I'm I am a little worried that the intended uh, use for it was to fire at not at players, but to lob them up so that they come down on top of players. Um, which I immediately thought that's cool. Somebody knocks my mask off with a mortar round. You're getting your teeth punched in, like. <laughs> So right aggressive. after I get out of the hospital, like <laughs> you know, that's that's how that's gonna happen. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was uh, it's kind of neat, but like I, I think in a control, if there's a way of, of having that in a controlled environment or in a scenario, I think it would be neat as hell. Yeah, exactly. That's I, where I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for a gimmick, and mm-hmm. that shit is gimmicky as hell. I like it, but again, absolutely. I thought it was hilarious. I think it'd be an amazing like. Uh, Oh, if you, if you, I don't know if you could dial them in, if you could fire them into like a particular spot, like I, I don't imagine the accuracy on something that is 3d printed is entirely like just like you can't really trust it. Yeah. Yeah. Then if you're shooting at people who are paying to be there, that's probably not the best idea. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. So neat idea. Great idea. So anybody out there who's trying to come up with something new, keep doing it and and just come up with because you gotta throw everything at the wall and see what sticks, right? Um Christopher Struck maybe hit it off buildings only. Maybe, but what if the field doesn't have any buildings? I don't know. It seems like a neat idea. I get where they're going with that, but I feel like it's just a serious accident waiting to happen. So maybe we don't do top down projectiles. Maybe we should avoid that. Um, yeah, little Timmy getting whacked in the side of the head with that is not going to do well for the sport. Right. Great for YouTube clicks. Great for holy shit that that really happened. Yeah. But not that great in the grand scheme of things. So maybe we should, you know, not. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to show that off because I thought not every day that you see a paintball mortar round has been has been built. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to show it off. And uh just like that, we're moving on because it was that small of a topic. Uh, this weekend. So we're trying to do the field of the week thing. Little concussion, to- little concussion Timmy. Sounds like a terrible toy, Christopher. Sound- it sounds like something you get at the dollar store. <laughs> like little concussion Timmy. Has real like trauma action. He just has a thousand toy with a thousand yard stare. Built in wobbly eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you press his tummy and he vomits and passes out. I can just, I can just see the commercials now. Little concussion Timmy, left pupil is now twenty percent bigger. Like <laughs> CTE Timmy, because come uh, on now, it's it's twenty twenty one. Barney Hulk's up there with the twelve G tripwire. Uh, there is some pretty cool tripwire stuff out there. I don't know how well it works. I'd love to test it, but they seem like unicorns, so it's very hard to get hold of. Sean Kelly, Happy Meal toy right there. Absolutely. That is, there's a whole... Get the whole gang. You got Little Concussion Timmy. You got uh, Broken bro, broken Bone Bridget. You got... <laughs> Snap Spine Sammy. Yes. Comes with a little... You know, they had the one of those for Burger girl. King. Was the kid... <laughs> the missing eye girl. That's just it. Just a, just a kid with a patch, little doll. <laughs> Helmet so most innocuous fucking toy ever, right? It's just just a little girl toy, and she's got it, and she's got a patch. That's it. No features, no action features. <laughs> Helmet sold separately. Yes, exactly. I kind of want to get I think, I think he's broken. He's broken. I want to get something printed. I want, I want like, like, like the garbage <laughs> pail kids. 
Jesus Except Christ. it's the emergency room kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, AJ, we're just laughing at ourselves. Oh, we're talking God. about children, action figures of injured children. <laughs> Fuck. And then we wonder, and then we wonder why when they're like, and they're nominating the best podcast of the year. It's just like, well, they haven't nominated the guys who are talking about crippled children and laughing. Christ. Like, (laughs) what are we expecting here? I'm sorry. Since I showed up, the show's gone lowbrow, and I really apologize for that. That's okay. Dude, okay, you want to talk lowbrow? Years ago, and I mean years ago, like when this podcast first kicked off, I'd say about two years in, I had Wolf and the Command Bros on. Okay, right from the name, and within... Wolf and the Command Bros sounds like a, like a cover band that would hang out with Andrew WK. <laughs> right? Fuck me, I'm okay with that. So Please within continue. 15 minutes, I think we—I don't remember how—but within 15 minutes, the podcast went from paintball to Pornhub, and it stayed there for about 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah, yeah it no, was pretty. No. It was pretty wild. That's, that's uh, not... So. Let's let's not and let's not. All right. <laughs> Somebody get me a 3D designer. I have a toy idea we could be millionaires. I'm going to come I'm going to I'm going to bring the emergency room toy or the emergency room kids to the Walmart near you. And of course we got to go with like the whole loot bag thing. So you never know what you're going to get. It's going to be in a sealed ambulance. <laughs> Prolapsed Polly. Oh, dear God. <laughs> so, uh, t- why don't you teach me something? Teach me about Mirabelle. That's <laughs> <laughs> the shittiest segue, but man, I don't want to talk about prolapsing we to, we've anymore. we got to get off of it. Okay. So this weekend is the, is the MIPL or the Mirabelle Impact <laughs> Paintball League. I'm trying Sorry. so hard not to not to die, go on a tangent again. I'm trying so there. hard. So, uh, for those that don't know, this is a uh, technically a two day tournament, speedball tournament held on, at Mirabelle Paintball, uh, hosted by Mirabelle and uh, Impact Pro Shop, which are the same guy. So it's it's pretty cool. What what I immediately like, what I immediately caught was the fact that it's got. Three div- it's it's very well organized. So there's three divisions. You got the ST3, the RT5, and the RT5. I think the ST3 is supposed to be ST4 because it's four v four. But anyways, it's you got starter, rookie, and no uh, and novice. So starter is specifically it's for players. That way, new players are playing against new players. And by Jesus Christ, Christopher hemorrhaging Henry. Ah. <sighs> I like that one. Yeah, I have to go to chat. Um, So shit. Now I'm just think. I'm just stuck thinking on it. Now we gotta. Oh my god! Right. So the the idea is that it's four v four, max six players per team. So you can have two in the two on the bench whenever uh, you need to sub out. My mic stand is completely falling apart while I'm talking. Um, and uh, it's semi ten point five. And they play on both days. So that's for the starter division. That's ST3. RT5 is the rookie division. It's 5v5, again, with a max of 10 players per team. So you can have five on, five off. Great way to, to you know, keep fresh blood on the field, right? Um, what I'm excited about this, and, and, and I really wish I could go and watch, is that it's 12.5 ramping, <clears throat> which means it's going to be a lot of paint and it's going to be really aggressive play. Oh, that sounds um, cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, NT5 is novice. Now, again, this is, I think, I don't know. Um, I don't understand the, like, you got starter, rookie, and novice. So novice is 5v5, max 10 players. Ramping, 12.5. They play on Saturday. Um, and a shitload of prizes, too. Oh, my God. The prizes are, are really nice, really well laid out. So <clears throat> NT5 which is obviously the higher end big players, the, the ones who know what they're doing. <clears throat> Our uh, first place is two grand and 20 cases of paint and medals and stuff like that, which is pretty wild. Like, like two grand is just like, 
Well, it's you know it's only two it's two grand, and you got to think too. It's seven hundred and twenty five dollars to enter into this tournament as well. <clears throat> uh, plus twenty cases of paint though, so like that's pretty nuts, man. That's twenty cases of paint is expensive. So question, okay, yeah. question. So you go you go to Mirabelle, you win twenty cases of paint. Can they only use that paint in Mirabelle? I'm Good gathering. Question. And I, I ask that not to be a dink, but if I win it at a field, I'm assuming like any other field that I've ever played at in my life, they want you to fucking buy the paint there. So yeah. it's probably paint that is that you could use at Mirabelle, but at the same time, if you went if you were a, if you went back to your local area, because this is a Quebec tournament, right? Like you can go to Quebec to play in it, but it's really very much a Quebec oriented tournament. Ah, uh, okay, um, okay. Now I understand. They're going to be playing there anyway, so it's probably. But worst case scenario, sling. even if you're not, you could probably work out a deal with a local field. Like, you know, if I won 20 cases of paint and then went to a local field and was just like, yo, uh, me and the boys just want to run drills. Can we pay you like $15 or 20 bucks a head or whatever for the day? And we'll just rip through our own paint. Then the field just made pure profit by just letting you on the field. I don't know if okay. it would work out. Okay. I, I mean, you know. That seems plausible. Yeah. So, um, okay, okay. <coughs> and then second you broke place. It down, you, you broke it down in, in dollars and cents for me. That's what it takes, apparently. Yeah, you know, whatever works. And then second place, 15 cases of paint, eight V-Force masks. Third place is eight V-Force masks, uh, which are not bad masks at all. I'm not going to shit on the V-Force at all. They're a very... They're, they're a good, high-quality, upper-mid-range mask. I'm not going to say they're high-end, but they're definitely not garbage, which is great. Um, RT5, 30 cases of paint is first place. Like, 30 cases. Like, you're going to need a truck. You're gonna, Like, that's, that's a pallet. It's nuts. That's wild. It's absolutely nuts. Um, and then it goes down... It breaks down. And then when you get to ST3, is broken down even further. You got Division A, Division B, Division C. 5GS, um, Mini GS. Yeah, Division A gift wins card. That's 5 not, Mini GS. That's that's not too shabby. No, not too shabby at all. So that's very cool. Um, and there's a couple of guys from Ottawa that are going, uh, that are playing uh, under the team name of Grumpy Old Men, which uh, uh, Gordon... Estabrooks is on, which Gordon, is, I've known Gordon for uh, some years now. He's a great guy. He was uh, he was commander of the Allied Forces at the 2016 D-Day event in, at, uh, at Commando Paintball. And he asked me to be his 2IC, which was, or not 2IC, uh, one of the guys looking at, he basically gave me a platoon. He's like, I need you to just like, these are your guys. And I was like, okay. I was like, I want, I want in the boats. I want to hit, like, I want to run into the shit immediately. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, so these are your guys. He's like, and he's like, what's your plan? And I'm like, my plan? Um, we're just, um, we're going to kill them all. And we're going to fuck shit up in that direction. Like, <laughs> like we're going to make a whole lot of noise over here. So don't be around. And go the other way. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. That's right. all I'm good for. Uh, Kevin Curry, we don't have room <laughs> to bring back 20 cases. Well, then you're going to have you're gonna have to spend the two Gs that you won to rent the truck to bring back the 20 cases of paint. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that the prize money would have helped on that one. A little bit. You got a whole shitload um, of paint, but you got to pay for a truck to get it home. Right. Also, hey, Kevin, what's happening, bud? Good seeing you on the weekend. Thank um, you for pointing out, Kevin, as the jacked dude, because goddamn. Like, as that the was, jacked like, dude? He's, um, he's like, yeah, he's the jacked guy over there. And I just turn, and there goes Kevin. I'm like, holy fuck, he looks like he could thump the shit out of me. And then he just goes out on the field and starts lighting people up. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not going out there. Mm -mm. Nope, 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 nope. Those boys are, those boys are more energetic than me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand by the fence and just watch them. And uh, so Kevin we'll get to that if, after. But 
Kevin's uh, out there in the chat saying if, if they're lucky enough to, to podium, that paint will be sold before we leave the parking lot. That is a great idea. This man. Right? I like that. I like, yeah. Especially at Mirabelle. Their paint's not cheap, man. The paint is not cheap. I think, like last I checked, their paint was like 180 bucks a case. Right? So they gave you 20 cases. You can flip that shit real quick. What's that? 20, flip it for what? Say 75 bucks. East Coast Standard. Fuck so, that. Hundred, If it's 180 case, I'm selling it for 100. And I'm okay, going to be a greedy bucks. bastard. And I'm going to ask 120 and let him beat me down. Yeah, right? But then, make yeah, another, no make shit. Make another grand and then you're gone. Yep. That pays for two my... Grand. That pays for a good weekend when you're up there and gets you Especially home. Especially in Montreal. And if you can get them mm-hmm. to pay in cash, it's fives. Yeah, the team Montreal. guns, Josh. That, uh, I thought that was real cool. That was the one. I was looking at all the prizes. I'm like, all right, that's all some pretty good shit. Ooh. Right? I mean, the Mini GS, that's a sweet gun. $150 yeah. gift card. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Um, and... Uh, I like the fact that the the ST3, <clears throat> according to Mirabelle, the whole idea of it is uh, that it's like if you want to, if you're new to tournament paintball, that's the division you get into. Uh, Kevin is saying also out there saying that uh, Mirabelle is the mecca of paintball. Mirabelle is a destination spot. I want to go. Is it in Montreal? Uh, it is in Montreal. Okay, I see the mecca of smoke meat is in Montreal, which is at Schwartz's Deli on St. Lawrence Street. So I feel that we have a tradition. Right, so it's called "fuck it, we have time," where we drive up there to have a smoked meat sandwich. I think I could squeeze a day of paintball in there. Fuck yeah! <laughs> we got to we have to schedule the paintball around the meat sandwich. You're goddamn <laughs> right, you do. There's, that's not even a question. I'm Let's sorry. See. Here, back on to sandwich paintball conversations. In uh, actually, it's, I guess it's paintball Mirabelle. Um. Uh, What's what's the meat place? What is it called? Oh, Schwartz's. Oh, great! I'm gonna be able to spell S C H. Schwartz's Deli in Montreal. There it is. Let's see. It's a 47 minute drive. Yeah, that's pretty typical for Montreal. Yeah. So we could do it. It could be done. It, yeah. it, it could be done. Yep. Listen, we've already got we've got two on the docket for 2021 so far. We gotta let's get through those first. Yeah, Cause... I think we can absolutely make it happen. Let's do uh yeah, let's put that on the next year docket. Um, because actually, you know what we hmm. so Commando does their D Day and they're doing one next year because they were supposed to do their 10th anniversary D Day event like two years ago now. So, we go for that, right? And then we make sure we got the bank, because we're going to need bank to do this. We make sure we got the bank. <clears throat> and then we go to the Mirabelle D-Day, like the Tipman. So, they're, okay, it's the Ottawa, it's the Commando Paintball Tipman Challenge D-Day. And then there's the Mirabelle Tipman Challenge. Oh, dear God. So then we, we do them both. Be the happy. I just don't remember so how you- far apart they are. It's the happiest place on earth for me, is what you're saying. Yeah, and what's awesome, oh my god, it's so cool. Commando and Mirabelle are, they're, they're technically competition, because they're both paintball fields, right? You know what I mean? But the owners, both super amazing, chill guys, really great people. Um, so for the, for the D-Day at Commando, Mirabelle brings a bus, like a party bus. Oh, sweet. And then... And then Commando does the same thing the other way. Like they send a bus of players down to Mirabelle. Good God. Yeah. My mother of God. It's yeah. And I, I want to do that. I've been itching to do that. And, uh, I got to find a way. we got to find a way to make it happen. So, <clears throat> so super cool. Um, I'll be keeping my eyes out, trying to see who wins. And, uh, at the, uh, at the Mirabelle impact paintball league. Uh, Christopher Struck, y'all still need to come out to D-Day at Prairie Storm in Moose Jaw. Do you have any idea how expensive it is to get to Moose Jaw? Yeah, man. I mean, listen, again, I haven't played anywhere. Like, this weekend, 
is going to be my first time playing outside of Moncton because I'm a sad, sad sack of shit. Wait, so what? I get to you, go. Wait, when are you playing? Yeah, Moncton? well, after this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, well, we go like, we're not going this weekend. No, no, next weekend. I mean, Memram Cook, which was was a dope ass field when I was young. That was that was as far as I've ever played. So now you're taking me on a on a road trip. SNL, SNL, uh, which we're going to talk about in uh, in serious detail next week. But SNL Paintball is doing their 29th anniversary, which makes them one of the oldest fields in Canada, and definitely the oldest field in the Maritimes. So, don't quote me on that, but it feels like it feels right. So, uh, yes, and then there's Cape Breton Paintball as well. Which I've been meaning to get out there. There's so many fields, so many fields, so little money, so little money, and, and gas all, is like and, a buck forty. Oh my god, I know it hurts. It hurts. It's so not bad. fair. Please, bullshit. Please. I need, I need a sugar daddy. <laughs> Don't fucking look at me. Sorry. Fuck. That was the whole reason to bring you on. Oh, no. you are, you, <laughs> wow, fuck, you don't do your research very well, do you? <laughs> Christ no, almighty, we just man. Need, like, we just need, just need like, like a rich philanthropist to just throw money at us not knowing what the money's for. Like, that's that's what we truly need. Then we can travel all to these places and see all these amazing things and do all this amazing stuff. Um, we'll get so, there, yeah. we'll get there. Yeah, so Paintball Mirabelle. Doing their thing. I'm going to keep an eye on it over the weekend. I'm busy. Well, actually, I'll have some downtime tomorrow in between uh, ups and downs in my bartending shift. Super pumped. Super excited to be learning that new skill. Yeah, you seem to have been enjoying yourself. When uh, we were talking the other night, you seemed to... I I, I can't wait for you to make me a Manhattan. I keep asking for a Manhattan. I know you make a nice old-fashioned, but... I can make a Manhattan. Manhattan. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm down. The only question is, do you want it with like a high class bourbon, or do you want it with like, like or you want like name well, brand bourbon? G- gentleman's discretion. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I I, I trust I, I trust the gentleman with right. who's making yeah, my drink. Yeah, man, we could, I could whip you, man. I don't go to the barber and tell him I tell him what I want, not how to fucking make it. There we go. Um, <laughs> so what you're saying is, I can make you like a thirty dollar cocktail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of those bourbons that I have access like, to now. You, <laughs> when you hand me the bill, I might tell you to bite my ass, but uh, yeah, you can definitely make one. Um, so yeah, we need to get you. Yeah, you got to come down to uh, to the barbershop and uh, I need a fucking and, haircut in the worst way, so it wouldn't hurt. Do it. It's there's no better reason than to drive an hour and a half to Fredericton <laughs> to get a haircut. <sighs> that's a that's a fucking statement. So, uh, moving on off of Mirabelle, um, I wanted to uh, wanted to show off a picture, as well as he's not he's not here in the chat or or anywhere uh, near this podcast right now because it is probably supper time. Like he's probably at the dinner table with his kids right now. Um, uh, good on him. Good yeah, on him. Good man. on that's, him. That's right. Awesome. Good on him. But uh, I wanted to say uh, congrats to uh, my boy Nightmare PB. After being a paintball celibate for 476 days, uh, he got domed on his first day out and snapped a photo of it. <laughs> oh, man. That picture was fucking beautiful. Right? So it's an amazing shot. Uh, Nightmare obviously has like 12 cameras on him at all times. He's basically a walking uh, CTV uh, broadcasting network. And uh, one of his cameras is always facing back towards him. So, of course, he got this, like, boom, like this perfect snap off of his lens, uh, which was absolutely amazing. Uh, Ryan Bell, can we get a con- uh, get a confirm co- uh, get a confirm on the 36-hour game? Uh, as far as I know, it's going forward. We got to reach out to Josh. Josh Gestelum is the one who's going to make the final call on that one. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Ryan, I will keep you updated, sir. I know you're itching to come out, and I know uh, you need time to plan, so I will definitely keep you up to date. But, yeah, big shout-out to, to my boy Nightmare for finally getting back out there and getting his, uh, 
getting his paintball on. I did feel bad because uh, BC basically got absolutely slaughtered with COVID. Um, they shut everything down, hard lockdowns. While here in New Brunswick, they were just like, COVID's kind of bad. Um, so if you guys keep your gatherings to like 40 players, that'd be great. So um, it has been confirmed by the man named Gaslam. Yes. Josh says it's happening. Finalizing details for the event. Fantastic. I think the only thing we're missing right now is like an actual official poster. I think that's pretty much the only thing. And then just to, uh, uh, get people to start collecting the fundraising money. Uh, there's still quite a bit of time, almost what? almost two months um so yeah it's gonna happen but yeah nightmare i did feel bad because i got to play a lot a lot more than he's got to play in the last almost 500 days so yeah thought we'd give him a little shout out not that he needs it dude's pulling in way more views and 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 traffic and all that jazz so but whatever i'm not jealous not at all um. All right. What was the next thing? There was another list. Where's the list? I got a list of stuff. Ooh, the discussion. Bam. Okay, before we get into the discussion. Yeah. You want to get any? What do we got to do? Do we have to? Want to? Do we want to shill some of our very very sexy products for our sexy sponsors? Or? Yeah, we basically gotta we gotta pay the we bills. We gotta. Yeah, let's pay the bills and tell everybody how uh, how much we love them, and then we can continue ranting and raving. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so let's talk about uh, sponsor number one, PB Swag Bag. Uh, these folks are doing great. Uh, they actually just hit the big reset button, so they're they're rethinking a lot of things, repackaging and sending shit back out. Um, so if you want to get in on the uh, the PB Swag Bag stuff, head on over to pbswagbag.com, use the code MPP10, score yourself 10% off your first bag. Uh, if you don't like it, cancel. No big deal. There's no real commitment. Uh, but if you do like it, great. Let it keep rolling. They're going to send loads of custom stuff. I've been told that a lot more custom products are coming for, for PB Swag Bag, Swag Bag. So that's cool. Artful Dodger Beard Oil. Uh, this guy's great. He makes amazing beard products, tattoo products. He's actually studying right now to be a tattoo artist, which is even cooler. I'm super pumped to get a tiny cactus done up by him. Very excited. So check him out, artfuldodgerbeardoil.com. Please go check him out. It's a small business, uh, and he could definitely use your support, and he ships pretty much anywhere. Defcon Paintball Gear. These guys are your paintball go-to uh, place online in Canada. Basically anything you need, especially first-strike stuff, they got it. Uh, you can save 10% on almost everything on the website using the code Maritimes. Make sure there's an S on the end of that one there. As well as their supply drop, you can get 10% off the, the DEFCON supply drop, which they just send you cool paintball stuff uh, once a month. Excuse me. Tier 1 Armament, these guys are kind of like the, uh, the the tactical specialists when it comes to, the, to that kind of stuff. They do both airsoft and paintball and a lot of soft goods. Sometimes they bring some coffee in, so it's, uh, it's pretty good stuff. So go check them out, tier1armamentstore.com. Uh, definitely worth uh, your time. Take a look at them. Patreon. We got Kurt, Dr. Rush, Charles, Jeff, Matt, Ryan, Matt, Alex, Tim, and Tony. Uh, you know, big shout out to you, to you folks actually like financially supporting the podcast. We love you. Like, uh, like Tom said there. And, uh, if you are in the position to become a Patreon supporter, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash maritime paintball podcast and sign up for as little as a dollar. I'm still hammering out some things. I'm trying to make it so that we can get some extra content out to the patrons. Uh, unfortunately, every time I sit down to try to get some work done, uh, life decides to kick me in the teeth and uh, I never have any time. So working on it, promise some cool stuff is coming. Uh, if you're not in the position to become a Patreon supporter, that's also okay. Like and share, comment, hang out, interact with us. That's also good. We're, you know, it's, we're not... We're not, you know, money-hungry thieves here. We, You know, that kind of stuff's uh, equally as good, but the patrons get their name shouted out on the air. So there's that. Uh, Ryan Bell says, Defcon also takes time to explain stuff. That they do, they have they really, really focus on great customer service. That's what they try to do. And uh, they try to really 
you know, make sure you understand what you're getting into, which is great. Now, let's talk about some interesting stuff. Let's talk about speedball versus recreational ball and the difference in refing between the two. So there was an interesting conversation was had last week. Uh, Tom was a part of it. And so was our buddy, uh, who will rename, na- remain nameless because I don't know if he wants his name set on the air. So, uh, Christopher Stark, thank you so much. The hell was in the conversation, so. Uh, It'll come mind. to me. You'll remind me in a minute. It'll come to me. Yes. Also, Christopher Stark has reminded me because I keep forgetting because I don't. Uh, I, I got to fix this. I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting impossible creations. They're the 3D printing company out of Ontario uh, doing some really cool stuff with the SLS printing. So go check them, impossiblecreations.ca. It's a special type of 3D printing. Very tough, very strong. It's one step away from injection mold. It's oh, shit, you were telling you me about get. these guys. Are they yeah. another one of our sexy, sexy sponsors? They are. They're Sweet also the ones who jumping, are probably going to help us make the little trinkets that we're looking to make. And not the emergency room kids, like the actual like real-life trinkets that we want to make. Oh, God damn, man. We are so sorry. Impossible creations. I, yeah. Sponsor or not, I want to give you some money. I have, I had that one, I, that one thing I was talking about last week. Maybe they can help me out with. So, uh, yeah. Fuck up. Yeah. Uh, we were go check going to hit out. you up. So, um, yeah. So there was a conversation at, we were at a field, Mary Hill paintball. Sorry, Moncton paintball. We have to start referring to it as Moncton paintball. Yeah, Moncton paintball. Moncton paintball. We have to refer to it as that. Uh, where they're having an open practice day, open speedball day. So it was a it was a skirmish day. So the speedball teams, the local teams, were were playing against each other, and <clears throat> there was we were having a conversation with, with with one of the other players, not one of the speedballers, and their their feelings their feeling there was that they felt that while it seemed cool and seemed kind of fun. They, they felt that it was very, I think the word they used was toxic. They said it's, it was a very toxic environment. They were very aggre- like aggressive people. Um, and it just kind <clears> of, <throat> it got me thinking about, you know, the, the difference between speedball, recreation ball, and, and if we all start in the recreational side. And some of us transition to speedball, to competitive. Um, and it definitely got me thinking about how those that never leave the bubble of recreational ball, and I mean like walk-on scenarios, that kind of thing, if you never leave that bubble and you never experience competitive speedball, like X-ball, um, you, don't, you don't understand at the end of the day, unfortunately, you just you don't understand. Um, it's 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 a style of play that you have to try to understand. You can't stand on the sidelines and and just be around the people and think you can you can get it. Like, what do you think? I I I, I don't get it. Fuck it. I'm I'm one of those rec ball guys. I played scenarios. I I, I go out on walk on Sundays. I watched those guys do their 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 open practice terrified the shit out of me because holy balls i am a fat man and the speed in which those guys are hauling ass and shooting the shit out of each other it's intimidating no yeah, question is. um again testosterone firearms people are going to get aggressive and and it does have that really aggressive feel to it but none of those guys were toxic not a single one of them and they were all super cool. They were super nice. They were welcoming. They, they were t- chatting up the you know the simple hi the simple woods baller. That's right. like oh man, that looks that looks kind of holy shit man. No dice. Nope. 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 I'm not doing it. But I remember the conversation. Then we were talking about refing and speedball because those dudes. I loved watching them when we were watching when you were sending me clips. to just watch the ref hit the ground and lay down on his back and just tilt his chin down and just watch. Yeah. Because it's, it's impressive. If that's an impressive talent, I wouldn't have a fucking clue. No, and, and <laughs> terrified. Professional paintball refs are very, very well trained. You can do refing clinics, 
Like they're held, there's there's places in Ontario that hold it quite regularly where you go and you spend an entire day learning how to be a referee. Not learning how to play, but learning how to be a paintball referee. Um, because, and that was the other side of the conversation that had come up, was that they had said that in their experience, when they tried to ref streetball, it got a little bit heated. There was some aggression, some players pushed back on the refs, um, and and they didn't know quite how to handle it. Which, I'm not surprised, because if you're not an experienced speedball player, let alone an experienced ref... Those some of those players are going to push on you. Some of them are going to fight your call, right? You you say like, man, you're out, like you're you're done, get out, and they're going to be like, oh, I wasn't hit, I hit him first. That doesn't count. It should be a trade or whatever. And they're just going to argue with you. You've got to be able to stand your ground and look somebody in the eye and be like, I don't care. Get off my field. I've, it's, I've seen it's, you do it, and you've done it. Fuck, you did it to me. And I and after I kind of and listened to my team kind of grumble as we walked away, and I went, "Well, he's he's the guy who he's the ref, man. What do you want me to do? You want me want me to tell him to fuck off? Well, it's his show, so right. And it's it sucks. That's the game, man. It sucks, it. but um, I don't and don't I don't enjoy telling people to get off the paintball field or tell you know making those tough calls. It's not fun, but somebody's got to do it, and. I, I probably helps because I have I have a huge background in management and people management that I'm used to people pushing back at my decisions. So it doesn't phase me anymore. It used to, but it doesn't anymore. But I could, if you're not used to it, if you're not the kind of person who can, can look somebody in the eye and say, I don't care what your opinion is. Bye. You know, get out. You're going to struggle as a ref. And I think, I think that struggle tainted his view of, the speedball side of things because I, I recall the conversation now I, I i it's yeah sorry it took me a minute there but yeah you're you're absolutely right yeah he he's definitely a little tainted by that it's right. unfortunate because he's a good ref i mean yes. when, but in terms of rec ball from when he refs with us he's good at what he does but i could see you know let's let's go back hang on here uh, $2,000, 20 cases of paint, 15 cases of paint, eight masks. That shit makes you competitive. Right. You know, you, you want to win, especially if you've got money on the line, you've got entry fees, you've got gas. You don't want to walk away with nothing. Right. Absolutely. So I could, and some, and the worst part too, and it's just, it's it's how the mind works, right? It's how the, the, the human mind works is that you could go an entire day and the the first thing you're going to remember when you think about that day is the shitty time the the time that you got pushed on or the time that somebody got up in your face and your your adrenaline spiked and you know you kind of had that fight or flight sense kicked in that's the first initial memory because it's the one that's most ingrained what you don't remember are the 10 matches that went on without a hitch that nobody argued with your calls because it was just so go with the flow that nothing registered, nothing stuck with you, you know? So it sucks. You got to kind of, kind of fight past that. Um, Ryan Bell in the chat, he says, I see them on TV. Are they wearing shoulder pads? Um, so the refs are typically wearing some kind of, of padded body armor on, underneath their jerseys, typically. Um, and yeah, it's just to help. Because they they get caught in the crossfire sometimes most of the time uh, and they get pretty they get pretty wrecked, um, and then uh, he says I remember in a, as a, in hockey as a kid sometimes the refs would get quite emotional. Do pro refs also get jacked up the same way? Absolutely, um, except these aren't kids on the field. These are well some of them are <laughs> most of them like in the pro circuit they're usually grown men, but typically you're dealing with. 25 and up right maybe you got the the occasional like 19 18 year old or you got like dustin you got your typical like what 14 year old um he'll be very happy that you called him 14 right i remembered but bam and uh you know but typically it's it's you know it's an i'd like to think it's an adult 
is there on the field. Um, but the, the cool thing is, is that there's, there's things in place. There's, there's situations in place where, you know, if they get really in your face and, and they're really, really giving it to you, you can just boot them from the game and be like, you're done. I don't, I'm not dealing with you. Like as the ref, you hold that power. You don't see that as often in rec ball. Cause again, you're, everybody's there for a good time. You don't really want to ever have to do that in whether tournament or rec ball. You don't, you know, a ref doesn't go, holy fuck, I want to throw that motherfucker out today. No. You don't want to do that. So, yeah, in terms of refing between rec ball and, and, and a tournament, I can see that difference. Cause... Yeah, so on rec ball, like on, on a day of rec ball, you're, you're going out... It's usually a lot of walk. Like maybe there's maybe it's a walk on. It's a bunch of renters. You got a couple of regulars. You know nobody's really pushing that hard. Nobody's trying that hard to win, and they're not worried about winning. Is anybody do, like does anybody really track a rec day? Not really. Um, so it's it's mostly just free play, right? Just go do your thing. The refs are out there mostly for quick little paint checks and for safety. You know, but on the pro yeah. field or on a competitive field, I should say, I should be using the word competitive and not pro on the competitive field. They're looking for people who are playing on. They're looking for people who got hit on the pod pack or on the hopper and didn't notice. And that could change the way a game operates. Um, they're looking for people who are straight up cheating, in which case it's like, sweet, we're pulling a major. You're out. Two of your buddies are out. And your team's just about to get the shit kicked out of it because you decided to play on. You know, like, it's that kind of thing. Smack them on the ding-ding. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the refs are there. I find in recreational side of things, most refs are just, like, a player there hoping to get a free case of paint. You know? They're just sort of chilling. They're there. Yeah. They're pretty relaxed. But professional refs are paid. They have a job to do. They're going to do that job well. You know, that's what they're going to do. And that's what they do. That's they, they show up and they ref. Ryan um, Bell, look at him with all these excellent questions today. Yeah. Would you guys say from the rentals perspective that refs are like the ambassadors of whatever the field they are currently at? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. When you walk onto the field and the guy wearing the yellow jersey and in, in the case where i play we get he's got our refs have bright ass yellow jerseys yeah you don't if you're just a walk on you're probably not going to notice the guy who owns the field kind of just chilling in the back doing 80 other things you notice the guy in yellow who's up front talking to your rentals so yeah it's nice that it's always good to have a professional nice person that's good forward facing when you have your rentals walk on because it puts them at ease. 100%. You don't want to have a scary looking some bitch with a big gun and a big vest and just looking all scary to scare off. Again, you don't want to scare rentals. No, you want to break them in, but you don't want to scare game. them. Yeah. I that's, mean, you're right. I play walk on. I deal with so many rentals, so many people who are there for their first game of paintball. And to me, there's a half of them. They're the fun ones. They're the ones you drag on the field. Come on, let's go. Let's go. And, and, and you try to, you want that experience to be really good for them. Because the rental becomes the regular, like we were saying, like I'm going to keep harping on because that's my biggest thing is more players is better for us. Better for the players, better for the guys like me, better for for right. our league friends, for our field-owning friends. It's That's the, that's more the players, important thing. The more money, the be- more money, hopefully, right. the better the field, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that's the way it works. So yeah, your ref is 100 percent an ambassador of your field. Now that's now that's like a, a recreational or at a at a field, the ref is 100 percent an ambassador of the field. If you go to a competition, the ref is the ref of the game. That's as far <laughs> as it goes. Um, and that's it. They are the ref. They're refereeing. They make the calls. And typically, there's a head ref who will make the final call. Um, you know, and that's just the way it rolls. So tensions are high. It's aggressive. There's a lot of, you know, testosterone, adrenaline. There's a lot of aggression happening. And yeah, it can seem almost like a negative. It can almost be like, this is not conducive. Why would anybody do this? This is not the way paintball should be played. You know, that kind of thing. And 
man, go to a hockey game. Like, we we have rules in the book for hockey on how to handle a fish fight because that's how often they happen in the sport. So, I mean, we don't get fist fights at the paintball field. Um, but well, sometimes, but <laughs> I, I, I can, I have never witnessed one. I've seen some, I've seen some people get real, real upset, rightly, I've wrongly. Some, I've seen it I can't, almost get there, I've seen but it I've never seen it. There. And I'm going to knock on wood because I don't ever want to see that. It just no, because fisticuffs and firearms don't go right together. Christopher so. struck. You're absolutely right, baby. Right there. We just need everyone to make sure newer players are having a great time. Right. That's now, it. that's where I can go off on a tangent is, uh, yes, make sure your newer players are having a great time. Do not neglect your regulars at the same time. Don't don't flip. You got to balance. It's got to be like 60-40. I'm not going to say 50-50. 60-40. Just because your renters may never come back because all the reason they were there for was a birthday party and they have no interest in ever playing again. But your regular who is like, hey, I've got 100 bucks a weekend I can spend. You know what I mean? Now, that being said, most fields make majority of their money on renters because there's there's the actual rental fee plus the paint plus everything else that they decide to buy and all that jazz. So, yes, absolutely. Make sure the renters are having a good time. Um, just please don't forget that you are also a paintballer and don't spend your whole fucking day making sure that the renters are having a good time when that's the ref's job. That's the field's job. That's not your job as a player. All right. I have seen it. I have seen it where players have spent more time helping the renters than playing themselves. And when the day is finished, they had an okay day, but they've got no stories to tell. They didn't get any great kills. They didn't get anything like that. They just, it's like, what'd you do today? It's like, oh man, well, I bunkered this dude and I bunkered that dude. And I went around the field and I shot this dude in the back. And it's like, oh man, what'd you do? And he's like, well, I helped these renters um, push up to like the 50 and, uh, and we just, we hung out there. Yeah. You just, you know what? You just nailed it right there. You know what I mean? So you can see it on my you can see it on my mug. Yeah, you know ex- I know exactly what you're saying. And that is not that's obviously not that's my own fault. That's no one's fault. That's not the field's if fault. That's, that's what you my fault. Do, then do it. Absolutely. If I, I I know and there are days where I've kind of like, yeah, fuck, I had a good time, but and now that you put it that way, yeah, fuck me. Fuck me. You'll learn something. Learn something about yourself here on the Maritime Paintball Podcast. It's we're not just about paintball. We're about self-exploration. Not that kind. <laughs> Maritime Paintball that Podcast. A podcast focused on self-exploration, woods ball, and speedball. <laughs> and sandwiches. Uh, Excellent and sa- sandwiches. And sandwiches. And sandwiches. Maybe we should do sandwich of the week. <laughs> just be like, man, Tuesday, I had this killer sandwich at this deli that... <laughs> Just promote Delhi. Fuck, I was all excited for a second. I thought you were serious. I'm like, oh, please tell me more. You travel a bit. I want to hear about a good sandwich you had at a deli. Fuck. I've I seen a great deal I of should, effort like, go into eating a match. Uh, Segregating. The, oh, Jesus. When segre, the word segregate gets thrown around here. <laughs> um, segregate them to smaller parts of the field so they don't get eaten alive. No. Yeah. Weddings. Fuck them. <laughs> Feed them to the wolves, man. Fuck that. Right. Uh, weddings. You are not. If you were pointing a gun at me, you're getting shot. I don't give a fuck. Uh, if your field has that capability, great. Uh, the fields that we play play at don't have that capability. It's everybody plays together. That's kind of just your, that's the way it's rolling. Unless you've booked a private slot, that's how you're playing. Um, so, and, and also at the same time, it's just like, you know, if your field can do it, do it separate them out let them play amongst themselves if they feel like they want to band together with a bunch of other like regulars then let them but you know yeah separate them out ryan bell says you're right dude so many times i go to play and get sucked into endless conversations i just drove all day to play and ended up chilling instead dude learn don't okay this is a skill that has to be practiced and the only reason i got to practice it was because i was a manager for a walmart and a staples and a bell store and it's just my job is that people like to talk 
So there is nothing wrong. It's a little difficult. It's a little awkward at first, but once you get the hang of it, it's great. There's absolutely nothing wrong when somebody's talking with you and talking with it. You can cut them off and just be like, listen, man, it was great chatting with you. I got to run. I got shit to do, uh, but we'll catch up later. And then you just peace out. That's all you got to do. And dip. (laughs) And dip. Yeah. And just gone. Um, Sean Kelly, a good sandwich is a story worth telling. Absolutely. Maybe I'll like, I'll put aside 20 bucks. I don't know, 10 bucks. I'll put away 10 bucks a week. That is just like my sandwich money. And when I go into different cities, that'll be like, I'm going to go look for the dive. I'm going to go look for the $4.50 sandwich or the $6 sandwich that you know is going to be good. Yep. We've uh, I've spent more than more than one night walking up and down streets in a city and just looking in the windows and going, where the fuck? Ooh, that place looks good. And just no, no, we're not going to find. We're in Montreal. We're not looking for peelers. No, no, we're looking for the best fucking food we can find because right? we're all baked and we just want to eat a delicious meal. Yeah, man, what looks yummy? The, the Chris, best. I want to hear do. your sandwich story later. Yeah, we got to hear that sandwich. That might be a new segment. Sandwich story of the week. Uh. They're, they're the best way to find a good a good sandwich it's a risk now it's, there's a you know, high risk high reward here folks okay let's go go to look for a restaurant right mm-hmm. but look for the look for the health inspector's b rating because an a rating doesn't get displayed a ratings don't have to be because an a rating is a pass a b rating is usually when it's found that's like oh they didn't clean the griddle well enough or something like there's something not quite right that the health inspector didn't like. And by law, they have to display that paper. <laughs> right. And that's how you know it's good food. <coughs> I love that. I, I love if that. it's a C or a D, don't go. Don't go. But we would bees... just look in the window and see where the least amount of white people were eating. And if that's where people that were not white were eating, I, it was a safe bet that the food was well seasoned and fucking delicious. And it never proved us wrong. Not, not we, in um, Montreal. We, I come come go to a Denny's I, have for. A, I have a paintball slash um, sandwich story for you. Yeah, yeah. So we used to play a long reach paintball, right? We're almost on the hour mark too. It's funny. We're already getting into sandwich stories. Um, so long reach paintball, we used to play there. And on the drive back, we used to drive past a place called Georgina's. And it was one of those, it was on the old highway. This was before they built the new highway that goes uh, basically like around Grand Bay Westfield into St. John. So this was on the old highway. And we we drove past it. When we drove past it, there was transport trucks parked on the side of the road to eat in That's that place. That's how you know the fucking food is good. Yeah, so we drove by and we're like, we should check that place out when we come back. So day of paintballing, we come back, we're filthy. We roll up on this place. Just so happened we missed the lunch rush. No big deal. We oh, walk perfect. in. Fucking screen door creaks open. So you already know it's going to be good. You walk in. It's an old diner. Like diner style. You got like the diner bar. You got the stools. And they got a couple of seats. There's like little cobwebs in the corner of the windows. Stop it. I can only become so erect. Right. I haven't even gotten to the food. So, and so no, we're like, this place is going to be shot. good. And then this like sweet old lady comes out and she's just like, y'all off dirty. And we're like, where are you from? Because you were yeah. not a Maritimer. Yes, ma'am. And, but we were filthy, right? And we're like, yeah, sorry. We just came back from pain. She goes, don't you worry about it. She goes, I deal with truckers that look worse than you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we all pony up to the bar. And she's like, what can I get you? And she hands us a menu. It's got like 10 items on it because she doesn't have a very big kitchen. We're like, and we all order cheeseburgers. All order cheeseburgers. Because we're all like, man, let's just get like, it's simple. It's easy. You can't fuck up a cheeseburger. At the end of the day, it's still, eh, it's still kind of, you know, it's a cheeseburger. And we look into the kitchen and she pulls out a fucking tray just of a mound of ground beef. And she just grabs it. And just starts making patties and slapping them on the griddle. Like, and we're just like, this is it. This is you. where we're going to eat. 
It's going to be great. I'm going to marry you, lady. (laughs) And they were fucking delicious. They were amazing. I think we also got pie one time. She made pie. Or her daughter made the pie. I forget. It was still delicious. Breakfast oh my God, pie it was great. is one of my favorite all-time things. You go to a little diner and you have a nice big bacon and eggs breakfast and you get a slice of pie. Right? Just fuck it. Right? Just get a big old slice of pie. Anyways, what the fuck? What the fuck? We're, we're, well, I'm smoking, so I'm hungry and stoned and I want a munchies, so I'm going to go find pie after. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, sandwich story done. When it comes to speedball and ball, please just understand that if you have never played speedball or have not immersed yourself in that culture, it can look aggressive and angry and hateful from the outside. But trust me, they are very welcoming. They will teach you. They're, if you if you actually listen to them, they're constantly coaching one another. Like Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it can be a little... It's actually for me... This is... Okay, I'm not going to go too deep into this one. But me personally, it's very intimidating to me when somebody is just like, dude, you did amazing. That was a great move. Like when I get a lot of praise like that, it kind of throws me off. It puts me on my back foot. I'm not going to go into why. But anyways, uh, that happens a lot. So it's really weird for me. Um, But it's a fun time. Please try it. Just try it. If you can get a street ball. Uh, day going at your field do it it's a great way to dip your toe in and not get absolutely fucking demolished by whatever team you're playing against um but do it mag hill has a street ball coming up moncton street moncton's got a a nice street ball event that uh, they're running it'll be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. i might go try it next time we go out we'll uh you'll get me out there we'll 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 drag ass and try it and not be a pussy yeah man we'll borrow i'll lend you take a beating I'll lend you the mini because you can't break it, and then uh, I'll buy, I'll see if uh, I'll see if um, Josh will lend me uh, something, and then I'll. Oh, I know. Oh, Jesus, Jesus! Like a one seventy R or uh, something. I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about mag speed? Um, I mean, it seems it's. I don't see anything wrong with it. It actually reminds me of a very old school uh, stock class paintball. But like, so like, so mags, what he means by mag speed or speed mag is there's an event that happens in Ontario called the Gulag uh, held by Lead Farmer. And what it is, is it's basically, uh, it's, it's speedball. It's a speedball format, but it's all done with mag fed gear. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a hybrid. Um, uh, I'm curious. It seems to do well. Um, people really seem to like it. It, it's definitely, uh, not something that, I mean, I have no problem playing it. I would absolutely play it. Um, uh, but I'm biased because I prefer my CMC format, but I'm also, you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm not the best guy to ask about that. But I understand the purpose, and I understand why people enjoy it. I, I really do. It's I like. I'm I'm just picturing speed. I'm. Fuck me. I. I think I would like that. No. I'm picturing that in my head, and I I dare say I would like that, because I know that there's only so many unallowed. Wait, unless they have a box mag, and then you're just fucking screwed. I'm not sure if box mags are allowed. I think, I think that would defeat mags. the purpose. But yeah, it seems like a great it seems like a great format. Look that up. Yeah, we're gonna have to show we're gonna have to look some of that stuff up. Mm. Yeah, definitely check that out. Um, but I think we're gonna call it there. We're at the hour mark, a little past the hour mark. I think we're gonna call it. And uh, so, folks, thanks for hanging out with us and chatting with us and commenting and sharing and liking and all that fun jazz. Um, if you are listening to this on one of the infinite number of podcasting apps, if you can leave us a review, please do. It really does help. Uh, I would truly appreciate it. Or if you want to just reach out to us, just, you know, you can always find us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Maritime Paintball Podcast. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll gladly uh, chit-chat with you. And I haven't seen any, seen any lately, but if you guys come across, we still, we're still looking for, like, those mean tweets or salty tweets or salty messages. If you, can find, if you come across anything where somebody just seems to be, like, I don't know, gatekeeping or or just making an ass of themselves. Let us know. Show me. 
We want Show to see us. that shit. Because I want to see somebody making an ass of themselves so that we can laugh at them. Exactly. Because I make an ass of myself regularly and I don't give a fuck. Right. So let's 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 have some fun with this, please. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So yeah, and uh, I think that's it. Next week we are we're going to talk about SNL paintball because we're getting ready for that road trip by for a day trip into Nova Scotia, which is going to be great. Uh, super excited about it. And uh, keep an eye out. There's going to be a post next week. Uh, we need to build. We need a playlist. We need a we need a road trip playlist. So we're gonna need your help. We're gonna need we're gonna need all the paintball pump up songs. Yeah. What gets your shit going when you're yeah. rolling onto the field? Yeah. So we'll be asking for that later next week, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I think that is it, baby. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Thanks so much, folks, for hanging out with us, and uh, you know, until next week. Cheers. Toodles.